Hey, it's Kevin O'Connor. I've got some big news for you. The Mismatch is hosting its first ever live show in Los Angeles at the El Rey Theater on March 6th. Me and Chris Vernon are going to be there. I'm fired up about it. At the El Rey Theater, there's been performers like Bob Dylan and Kendrick Lamar and Rage Against the Machine and Licky Lee. I'm fired up. Get to be on that stage with my guy, Chris Vernon. We've been together since 2016 doing NBA podcasts, and now we're going to get to meet a lot of you who have listened to our show for so many years. We'll do a Q&A at the end. We might have some special guests, but we're definitely going to be talking basketball. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. Tickets are going fast, though, so be sure to head to com to get your tickets now. Doors are going to open at 7 p.m., and the show is going to be starting right at 8 o'clock. Let's go, baby. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Delighted to have a friend of the ringer, host of the Mina Kimes show with Lenny, co-host of NFL Live, Mina Kimes. Wouldn't it be funny Hello. if it was Lenny? <laughs> yeah, you could, that would have been a shock. It's Lenny <laughs> speaking for the very first time. Juliet, it's been so long since we podcasted together. I'm so I excited. know. I'm delighted to have you here. I don't remember how we rekindled our fire regarding our shared reality television interest, but I'm absolutely delighted to talk it out with you. You are a busy gal, so I just feel lucky that The Bachelor and Love Island are <laughs> happening now when the Super Bowl has passed. So... I think I've talked about football more this season than like in a really long time, but like as this season being the best bachelor season as it relates to Zach, even though like I have a hard time believing he played football. Can you picture? I mean, I've seen pictures, but isn't it hard to believe? What position did he play? He was like an offensive lineman, maybe? I think. Yeah, I think so. So he used to be he was, bigger. He was bigger. It's part of his story. Which I, well, it isn't though, because they haven't talked about it at all, which I actually thought 
that would come up and I would, I was interested in hearing about it. And I can't remember which of the girls talked about body image being an issue. Oh, it was Gabby, Gabby. And in that moment, he kind of alluded to his weight loss. And I was like, no, I want, tell us more about your weight loss journey. But they haven't really brushed up on that with him, touched on that with him. I thought we were going to get it more. So, although I will say I interviewed him beginning of the season and I kind of like awkwardly asked about it just because I think it's like, it's sort of, you know, like bo- like body stuff is just like yeah. A, universal and B, like a huge problem for The Bachelor since they do not have any body diversity. And, but when I asked about it, honestly, it was really awkward. Not because of, mm. not because of like anything he did. He was really gracious, but it's just, I think it's actually just a kind of hard thing to talk about. There's not like really a language for it in these informal spaces. So yeah, especially with men, because men especially. so rarely talk about it, which yeah. is kind of, again, why I was sort of interested in hearing him talk about it but yeah it is it's certainly hard to bring up something he'd probably have to bring up himself so well i i brought it up and it was awkward <laughs> but he again i was the awkward <sighs> one he was really gracious it was just a weird conversation anyway let's move on to other things mina do you like this season of the bachelor starring zach shellcross i do and this is how we rekindled our conversation <laughs> our dialogue because I texted you to tell you I liked it. And you're I like, believe you said, is it weird that I like this season? And I said, yeah. yes. <laughs> Here's why I like it. I genuinely, so I'm unspoiled. And I'm, I Same. do, I, I always do like a pretty good job of protecting myself from spoilers, despite the fact that I follow a lot of accounts and read things. I genuinely believe he could end up with several women. And that to me is like a very big thing. Like I have trouble enjoying seasons when it's like really, really obvious early on, like right. what's going to happen. Like the Jojo Jordan season being the most obvious. Sure. That was, yeah. Really boring. Yeah. In retrospect, they shouldn't have cast Jordan. I mean, it's nice that they're still together, but like how, and any yeah. season of the bachelor, does he not win? Like he just, mm, he just seems he's, like he's a he's great. I met him recently for the first time. He does college football. I do NFL. So our paths don't like intersect a lot. Um, but we were talking about, I, we got in touch. I can't remember what it was about, but he is a lovely person, by the way. And very That's charming. That's really, really evident. Like he has yeah. always seemed lovely. <laughs> I've never like seen him in a bad mood. He has not done a darkness retreat. So like, I, I just feel he's going to win yeah. basically like yeah. nine out of 10 times. You can't throw in a ringer. You can't throw in a ringer like that. <laughs> <laughs> and but I, I think right now we're at a point where there's like probably two or three where it's like pretty obvious we can talk about that. But a, a few weeks ago, I was like, I could pick six girls that I, I genuinely believe he could end up with. Yeah, he seems he seems interested in, in the ones that he has left. I mean, that's partially because the second he turns, he just gets rid of them, <laughs> which we'll also talk more about. But, you know, one one thing that I've been enjoying more, I, I thought it started off rough, but the last two weeks, mm. there's been a lot of laughter, at least in, in my household, yeah. as I watch alone. And that's really what we've been missing the last few years, which is laughing. And I, la- laughing both from like good discomfort and also just like, wow, this is ridiculous television. And I, I have really enjoyed like the absurdity the last couple of weeks. Many people have re- have remarked on Ariel trying to like explain to Kat why what she did was bad. <laughs> like that was very funny. Bro- I mean, Brooklyn as sort of like the defender of the gals is really funny. So a, a legitimately funny person. I think yeah. Brooklyn, is. I think Gabby and Brooklyn are both like actually funny humans. And Zach, yes. I texted you about this. I don't think I've laughed harder than when Gabby, when they were in the perfume store and she was like, smells a little bit like weed. And he goes, marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, who is this, this man? I killed me. He 
he's such a square. A dork. He's, he's a like square. clearly such a dork, and that's okay, yeah. right? It's fine. So, who do you think is the, right now? Who do you pick as his winner? Katie, I think. Katie. For me, it was Katie Cat. Katie versus Cat. Sure. The last few weeks with Gabby kind of making a, a bit of a a jump, but. I think it's Katie in part because of the editing of the show. Well, well, it's, I mean, you don't have to be like uh, astute observer of the show to, to see that Kat had a rough episode, but I I think not only did she like engage in some dubious behavior that is totally worthy of criticism. I also think the show like really went, they wanted her to look bad in that moment. And and she did. I mean, she looked. And she like, did. She looked bad. Yeah, she looked like a, a true psychopath when when she was talking to the producer. But they made it. They try to make you think she was like talking to herself. But it's like we've all seen this show. We get it at this point. She's talking to a producer. There were uh, <laughs> yes, a few things she did, and that they, they did show it, and that they didn't show that made me think, oh, she's not going to win, <laughs> right? Because yeah, it was not a winner's edit. Whereas, like you know, Kate, Katie also like got her own time with him. Right. Like, but sure. like, like with the, when he had COVID clearly a producer enabled and that was cast in a very different light. So let's I, pause I on just, that for a yeah. second. Important mm-hmm. note. I learned this today because I was reading the Cliff's notes of Ariel's appearance on bachelor happy hour, which is mm. Becca Kufrin's official state sponsored media podcast. And on that, Apparently everyone did something special for Zach, but the only one mm. we were privy to was what Katie did, which was the, mm. the care package. But like, apparently Ariel made him a crossword with like all things about her and like things they've shared so far. Someone like wrote yeah. him a poem. Like there was, everyone did, it was sort of like a kindergarten class. Like, you know, like today we're making cards for mom and oh today we're making something for Zach. So I think your point that this show wants us to buy into Katie is very well taken with that additional information. So I, I have to say, Felt like a huge, we talked about this last week, me and Callie, huge missed opportunity for them to not do like a love is blind style, like split screen, Zach on one side, Katie on the other, her in the door. That was not really the movie magic I was hoping for. Mm. Do you think they couldn't have anyone in there with him? Because I mean, he could have done like a selfie video. I mean, come on. Can't you just like exit for like a minute and like put on three masks and they set up a camera or something? Like, I, I mean, I during the pandemic, I taped myself at home all the time for work. Was it hard? So, the hardest part was learning how to do my own makeup at the beginning, mm. which what well, learning is a strong descript because I never really learned how to do it. But you know, these yeah. this group of women, they're inspiring me to like, I'm like, should I? just get into like YouTube makeup, YouTube, oh, like start watching like so tutor- tutorials. They really do look great. Like mm. I'm like happy for them. Like, wow, good job, everybody. <laughs> I never yeah. knew how to do makeup. And like, would I have been watching makeup tutorials if like, if I were, you know, 20 years younger, like would that be what I was doing right now? Mm. Is it and makeup t- or are they just young? <laughs> <laughs> well, just the differential between makeup to no makeup is like so outrageous. She's so young. She looks so young too. So young. Yeah. How did you feel about how Zach responded to to Jess when she addressed her concerns? I mean, it was not great. This, and now we've got two weeks in a row where Zach's response is, I think, nobody's siding with him. I mean, I, I haven't, I kind of dipped my toe into the public sentiment just to see. And it was, it was very anti-Zach. It was anti-Zach when he turned on career, which was <laughs> incredibly funny to me. Me too. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, he was in the wrong, he was wrong, but it was just funny because he just clearly doesn't like her. And then yeah. with <laughs> Jess, 
Jess, I think it was different because I don't think he dislikes her or he didn't go into that conversation intending it. Like, I think he genuinely thought he no, was just like, No, he thought what? she was sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was like it, her thing was totally, her concern was totally reasonable and I don't think he handled it well at all. That's why it was so weird that he sent her home. He clearly really liked her. And it's like, I guess, I guess he just turns quickly. But like, there's like this screenshot going around where like, you can just see his mind changing. As someone said, like, he gets gets the ick. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty startling. But I don't even know what to attribute it to because it did seem like he really liked her. So did he not actually like her? And he's like, okay, I'm just hitting the eject button. Or does he just have like a, a complete aversion to conflict? Like, what do you think happened in that now famous moment? Well, he definitely has an aversion to conflict, which of course raises the question of what happened with him and pilot <laughs> Rachel in the fantasy suite. We'll, we'll never what know the truth. What do you think happened? He keeps bringing it up. I think that they like just had totally different ideologies mm. is how, as it would be my guess. Not just like, politics i've seen that kind of floated but i think just like about everything like right. uh, she does not seem square to me no, or not at all no way and i just i just think they were like oh wow we're really really different about a lot of things and yeah yeah i i i, I th- it's funny because she kind of did the zach to him in a way but yes it, with jess i i think part of the issue is he likes the other girls so much like let's say she had made it who would have been cut i don't know like we're in a we're in a pretty there's definitely no cannon fodder anymore, I think. No. Like, like when you look at the final, what are we down to six now? Down, well, and plus Greer. Well, plus Greer. Oh, okay. well, so there's Gre- Greer, that's Charity, fodder, yeah. Katie, Kat, Gabby, and Ariel. And he probably thought it. he was going to get rid of Greer somehow. But Well, okay. I, there's a lot of things have come up this week that are sort of like make you go, hmm, very sus, as the kids might say. One... There's pictures of Greer hanging out with the cast before Charity's one-on-one. Like, she was not quarantining the entire time. (laughs) So, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, I don't know why they would make up Greer having COVID. But someone else pointed out that when Logan had COVID, he just was straight sent home straight away. Maybe in with Greer, she gets to stay. Maybe it's just like a like a production thing, but I don't know. It's really weird. Do you have any conspiracy theories of what's happening with Greer? I bet the protocols have changed since then. Like from what mm-hmm. I understand about like rea- just productions in general, it since they're so heavily unionized and regulated, like there are really strict protocols right. about these things. And it probably went from like five days to three days or just enough time for them to be like, right. all right, we can just see if she tests out of this and then we can, and then he can dump her then. That That's would a good be my point. guess. Also, it probably varies country by country. And like when that happened with Logan, mm-hmm. they were on the cruise. <laughs> International waters. <laughs> International waters. Who they knows? never acknowledged it. They never acknowledged it. It was so weird. Also, maybe they were like having fears of the Diamond Princess cruise, you know? They're like, this is where it started. So we're on a cruise. We cannot do this. Who, who knows? That Our was- advertiser might get mad. So strange. How do you think Greer will exit? Like, like there's clearly she's not going far. So like, what is your prediction for Greer coming and going? Well, okay. So there's, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if there's enough time left for her to get a one-on-one. So maybe she'll be in a two-on-one. Although like one would assume Kat and Brooklyn are destined for, I don't know though if they'll do that. Maybe. I mean, I didn't even think about that, Mina, but they haven't done a (laughs) two-on-one in a while. Like, I feel like that's like falling out of favor for whatever reason. The last one was the they went to the waterfall. Genevieve with and Genevieve um, and yeah, Shanae. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. Because that was what, yes. Because that whole season they would play that da 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 music for Shanae. Like she got her yeah. own menacing song. And I remember <laughs> that episode, them playing a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I should just, it's just so like the, the, the Zoom was just so clearly the kiss of death. He's, that, yeah. He's never been less nice. <laughs> he kind of doesn't have empathy. Like, do we have any evidence that Zach has empathy? Because I, he's nice when he hears like the traumatic stories, but that's sort of like playing a part. When he's caught off guard, he does not default to like, oh, let me make you feel better. Like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, I think he, he I, I think he's been great in those moments when people tell him stuff. Actually, probably one of yeah. the better bachelors at receiving information, responding to it in like an individualized, like actual, like human fashion. But maybe like in his conception of like what it means to be the bachelor, he came in being like, I'm the no drama guy, but I'm also <laughs> going to be like the listener. And these other things are falling into the no drama category where it's like, just comes, he like, he really doesn't like, anyone who like takes him out of the show too. I think that's it. Yeah, like, so that's a good point. For her to talk about one-on-ones or the Instagram thing or whatever, he he seems very like, wow, how dare you acknowledge the fact that we're on like a TV show? You know what I mean? So <laughs> how dare you have doubts? I just think it's funny. Like he just, well, I, I'm a Zach hater. I don't know why, but I just- You're yeah, a Zach like, hater? I'm a Zach I'm hater. I'm not a hater. I know. I'm not I, a hater. I kind of feel bad about it. Like I, for a couple of weeks, I was like, I'm going to start every episode by being really positive about Zach to set a nice tone, but I just can't, I don't know something about him. He just rubs me the wrong way. And I just feel like <laughs> what, what I was going to say before I realized that I was being an ultimate hater is that I feel like he, he just like lacks like the strength to like lift people up or like kind of like get mm. them to his level. Like, I feel like he he couldn't have Jess have doubts because he has his own doubts. So like, it's sort of like he has his own anxiety. He can't take on anyone else's, which like I kind of respect, but this is like a dating show where you, you are like, it's a, an anxiety producing situation. Like maybe just be a little bit nicer. I don't know. I think he's like, just like has something inside of him. It's just not that nice. Even though he comes across as like this like good guy. My read on it is just that he's just taking it all very seriously. And <laughs> I think at the expense of some of the women's feelings in certain situations. Like, you know, he is constantly on the lookout for artifice or drama or yeah. anyone who's getting in the way of his journey. I think it would be interesting. Like the thing about all the drama so far is like, I subscribe to the theory that he wanted to get rid of Christina Mandrell the, the second he found out she was a single mom, I, that, which is by the way, no shade to him, no shade to him. Not everybody's ready to be a dad, the way he reacted to that. So my point though is, is not, again, I don't think that's like a negative thing necessarily, but it's all been easy decisions for him. Like right. I would be interested to see like what happened, what would happen if like charity actually came up to him and said, I don't like that cat did this cat is someone he actually likes. How would he have handled that? You know, but so far it's just been like women he wanted to get rid of anyways, or women yeah. he didn't have feelings for. So it's kind of, I don't know. He hasn't really been tested and like, he hasn't actually had any internal conflicts. I feel like. Thanks for bringing up charity again. Why didn't we hear from Charity regarding Charity's okay. drama? I have a lot of conspiracy theories about this. Please, I, I lay them on me. So I'm, like I said, I'm always looking out for like weird things in editing or things that sure. don't make sense. It's just like the way I, and the scene where, so she, it starts when she comes back or from the date and she's, mm -hmm. she, when she returns her one-on-one -on -one, and the first thing she, or she says, maybe it's not the first thing, she's like, you know, and it was hard for me to get over some things at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, you're mad, right? Yeah. Well, you're upset about this. 
And then later, Kat says, I think at the cocktail party, Charity's mad at me. But we never actually see her being mad. Right. They and don't then, ever, like, address it together. Another sharp cut. They're talking. Charity's crying. And Brooklyn walks over. And they make it seem that, like, like Brooklyn just immediately, like, walked in and interrupted. Clearly not what happened. Clearly yeah. these two women have been talking about this and potentially arguing and, and Charity's crying. But for some reason, a, a show that typically would love to show us why someone's crying, the fact that someone made, there's like a conflict, isn't showing that. So there's two ways this could go. One is that they want to, maybe Kat was actually apologetic in that moment. And they just didn't want to show it because mm-hmm. maybe she's getting well, a villain at it. We heard her. We didn't even there's hear one Charity scene of her. speak. Yeah. We don't even yes. hear, but we don't even get to hear Charity speak in that interaction. We only heard Kat doing a non-apology. Like, she's like, I stand by this, but maybe that's part of a larger, larger, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I'm not taking your side. Like I said, I thought it was shitty. Or they really don't want to, us to see Charity, like, getting involved in drama. You remember, and I texted this to you, she's been involved now in three dramas. There was the Lucy Mandrell one. Then there was the one where she was the deliverer. She, like, told another woman she overheard, I think it was Anastasia, her name, Anastasia, talking about IG yeah. followers. I'm wondering, is this woman getting the Bachelorette at it? Because they're very clearly not showing us certain things. I don't know. Just saying. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. I also read today that The Bachelorette is going to start filming before The Bachelor finale, which leads me to believe that the so bachelorette not, is not on this cast is from a previous season. You know, or or just not the final 3. Like yeah. maybe they just loved someone so much like Charity 
But if it I, was just, yeah. I don't know. I think logistically that's hard with mental all. It is hard. And I just think it presents it presents challenges if they do it before the season wraps. It's not impossible, but it definitely makes it like a little bit a little bit trickier. So I think it's a previous season. Are there any names being floated around from previous seasons or anyone that you would like to see? I don't I don't know. We had we had uh, Susie on, and she also had Sierra. Sierra would have been a great bachelorette, I think, but she's now dating she has someone. A boyfriend, yeah. So yeah. she's, but she was like really funny in the background when we talked to Susie. Susie's PR was like very heavily managed when we were trying to get get her on. So that's always like a, a warning sign to me of like, oh, maybe they're going to be the lead. But mm. that was true of Rodney as well, and mm. Rodney was not the bachelorette, not the bachelor. And I have heard he was not even approached. So who knows why they choose to like, not give some people access, but of this group, I don't even know who I'd want to be as the bachelorette. I think, I think Gabby would be a really good one, but I could see her being final too. Like I thought I was, love Ariel. Have, have we talked? I, I like, do you love her? I love her. I have like a crush on her. Many people do. She doesn't do it for me, but like, I get it. Like, I really get it. She's operating on a different level. She's much smarter. She's <laughs> like very calm. She's- I just respect game so much in women because I don't have it. And I never have. Me neither. And never. from the beginning, uh, she's like, I'm like watching her operate and has been so like impressive to me because she's so smooth. And she clearly is really good really with confident. men. I feel like it would be, hmm, would it be a good season? So I don't, I don't mm, know. Maybe well, she's I too smart. That her, her parents are Ukrainian. She's the first generation mm, American. Wow. I thought was cool. I feel like men would be obsessed with her though, which what always makes for good. The men would be obsessed with her. Yeah. She she's, her. she's really pretty. There's something about her that like, I think she's just like too cool for school for me. Like, I don't know, but you're right. Like she does have game. I know that she's popular. People really like her. I don't know what my problem is. I'm just, I'm just a hater. I just, I only have eyes for Love Island now. Just kidding. I mean, it's a better <laughs> show. So, I, no, I, I do like her though. I thought, I thought she also was like pretty normal this week. Like she just was like a, a regular yeah. person. But I, people, people like her as well. Who do you want to see as the Bachelorette? Other than her, I do like Abby also from this season. I've really the beginning. I was like, oh, I don't know. But I, she's really grown on me. I think she's like a true Same. personality, like has a very fun and cool personality. I love the scene, by the way, where they were, it was Ariel and Gabby talking about where they should get involved in the drama. And Gabby's like, oh, so I good. I think that would be in our best interest. <laughs> yes. Gabby seems legit yes. fun. Love that. Yeah. She's definitely my, my bachelor epic from this cast, but I don't even know. I'm trying to think who else was Previous good in Paradise. Seasons. Yeah, Paradise. There's nobody who really jumps out to me. They should just run it back with Gabby. Do it again. See what happens. Gabby from yeah. Rachel and Gabby. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, though. I don't know. Well, she's... Would that work? I, I, I like her and Vinny. Vinny Guadagnino from Jersey Shore. That would be fun. I've seen... Yeah. They, this is yeah. They're doing the Dancing with Stars tour together, I think. Or they were definitely on the show together, at least. Would Michelle Young do another season? Oh, interesting. Maybe. She seems like she's really trying to like still be famous, like her Instagram and stuff. She's, she's out. She's out there. Moved to yeah. LA, no longer teaching. But I don't, I don't yeah. know. I want someone new. I saw someone tweet that Brooklyn would be like a Hannah Brown type of bachelorette. And I really love that idea. Hannah Brown was that's great season. And did I thought it was going to be terrible. 
I mean, I know. you remember the, the finale when they approached her and she was like so awkward. She couldn't talk. Yeah. She couldn't talk. And then it ended up being one of the most iconic seasons of all time. So there's just no I way think, of knowing. I think absolutely the best Bachelorette season of all time. It was so, <laughs> so good. So I many mean, like memorable moments. Yeah. And, so, and like the final four was just such a funny bunch of dudes. Like one complete sociopath with Luke, Luke P or one Luke, total liar yeah. scammer. Yeah. His name was Luke, was Luke P or yeah. Luke Parker with Jed pilot Pete and Tyler Cameron. I mean, what a, what an absolute what a, incredible oh, quartet. They, yeah. A moment That's of a time. With, that is a problem with this season. Like there's, I, I guess there are likable, there are truly likable women, but there's no like real characters, like no. truly like there's no villain, there's no scammer, there's none of that. So no. it's going to end in like a really traditional fact. He's going to get engaged and they're probably still together, you know? If he ends up with Katie, I, he, it's to me the second coming of Chris Souls and Whitney, which is just sort of like nice, boring mm. guy, nice, boring woman. It may, would make more sense and probably last longer. They broke up very quickly, but that's sort of like it's giving it's giving me Whitney vibes with Katie. I watched that season, so you remember he chose her for Rebecca Tilly at the time, yeah. the Virgin. That was the whole plot line or whatever. Right. And I remember watching that season with a friend of mine who's gay, and literally she read her like three episodes, and she was like, "That's lesbian." I was like, <laughs> "What? What?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "You're crazy." Flash forward to twenty twenty three. In a beautiful relationship with yeah, Amy she has been, or whatever, yeah, yeah, for many years they seem very happy. It's great. Should have listened to my friend. Great stuff. I could see that, I, Katie. Yeah, uh, she does. She has Whitney vibes for sure. Yeah, and although she got the best date ever, the museum date, I was just, I'm just jealous of. Great times. I've always wanted to sleep over in a museum. I, they, they seem to have genuine chemistry. I like them. They make sense together. He's definitely, they're each other's speeds. It yes, works. I do think absolutely. it'll be interesting if it, com- if it comes down to her and Kat, I think he will be truly torn in a way that I think will be compelling television. I hope it comes down. I think final, my final three, I've been saying this for a few weeks. I stand by it. Katie, Kat, Gabby. And I think it comes down to Katie and Gabby. I thought he was going to bring Ariel to the fancy suites until we saw the preview of him saying he's not planning on not having, having sex. sex. And then I was like, oh, okay, well then that's out. That's, you know, that's why I had him. It's inexplicable. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just is. Like, I, sometimes I'm just like, am I crazy when I watch these dating shows and people like don't have sex when they've already like made some level of commitment to each other? I'm just like really confused <laughs> by it. Like, I just, I cannot understand wanting to even like do a fake proposal without knowing if you like having sex with each other. The the fact that he isn't and doesn't, at least hasn't talked about being like super religious and he cusses a lot. I don't know if that means anything makes me think that he might be truly committed to one woman by the time mm. he makes that decision. So, so he doesn't want to like, like mess it I up. I don't want to jeop- I don't want to F it up. I've seen other, I, I watch Clayton season. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So maybe, you know, by then he'll already know. But then they, in the previews, they make it look like he does. But I, again, I've seen enough previews to know that that could be. That's a good point though. I, maybe he is scarred by what happened to Clayton where he's just like taking it off the table or something like that. But I just feel like it comes up a lot on these reality shows where I'm just like, Really? Is it a question? Like, I was surprised on Love Island when... Have you seen the second couple go to the hideaway house? Yeah. Okay, so Jesse and Jesse and Will go yes. and Tanya and Shaq went earlier. 
when they're talking about if they had sex, I'm just like, wait, you finally have a night in a bed together where there's so, no one else around and you're not going to have sex? Like, what? I can give you a little Love Island history on please, this. Please do, because I was okay. shocked. <laughs> yeah. So the first few seasons, I actually didn't watch that. I don't think I watched until season three or four or something. But anyways, the no, five was my first. Okay. So I, I didn't watch the first a good few one. seasons. It's a good one. It's a really good one. They apparently like had a ton of sex and it was like really trashy and a lot of them like regretted it. And so from about five on through eight, this is season nine, they were really like most of the time when couples went to the hideaway, they didn't have sex. I just or if they did, they totally hit it. <laughs> yeah. And um, I read somewhere in an interview, I can't remember which with which Islander said that if you admit it, you give them permission to show more of it, which I don't oh, know if that's even true, but so they were like, we can't, I don't know. So actually this season to have the first two couples go to the hideaway and immediately, and immediately have sex is actually pretty unusual. Interesting. So. I think the reason Love Island, I'm like, I was like so surprised that maybe they wouldn't is because they're sleeping in bed together every night already. Right. So you're just like. The, in season five or seven, I can't remember. It's the one with million little what's god what's his name little lil i can't even say his name <laughs> the irish dude they, millie and lilium it's a weird name <laughs> got it okay, okay. L- liam no it's liam Millium was just their couple anyways whatever point is there's a scene where all of the couples like the girls are like let's just do it tonight and they all just have sex in that room what <laughs> they do it's very upsetting. Like the same oh my night. God. Yeah. <laughs> gross. <laughs> it's, it's gross. It comes across. It's it wasn't great to watch. So that's yeah. insane. But anyway, Zach not having sex in the fantasy suite. The weirdest thing that about the preview is that he's just like it seems like it's like a sit-down conversation with him and Jesse. And it's like, is Jesse involved in the conversations with the women? Like, what's going on there? I I don't know. But ladies, Zach has made a big Zach's decision. Made a big decision. <laughs> I love how serious Jesse remains. I love that he plays it so so straight. I find I find that hilarious. The sh- the shot of him watching the charity date with the cup, incredible. So television. good. He's so he's <laughs> funny. Good. Like you said, funny. There's a lot of good funny moments like that. Did you see him at the Super Bowl? He was there to promote Canada and Crown Royal. I didn't Thanks, see him Canada. at the Super Bowl. The, the last time I saw Jesse Palmer was actually it was less than a year ago because it was the draft in Vegas and I was in line at Starbucks and I looked so bad and he was standing behind me and because I just woke it up and I was like, oh God, I don't want to see anyone. You know, we all stay in the same hotel yeah, at ESPN. And I was just like, I want to tell him so bad that I think he's doing a good job, but I just look so bad right now. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. And he looks so great and it just worked out. I was like, oh. I couldn't love him more. I did a deep dive on his wife. Her name's Emily. I think she's French. She's like a model, right? She is a model, and that's underselling how beautiful she is. Like, she is an absolutely beautiful. stunning, beautiful woman. So, it's a beautiful couple. I, I hope they're having a nice day Mem- wherever they Remember are. Remember when he showed off his French? What a moment. Oh, my God. I talked to him about that. I was like, I he went to French immersion school. So Incredible. he's, who, he's who the best. giving him shit. I was like, no, if I spoke French, I would definitely show it off. I thought Stop he was it. just like being a good broadcaster. I was like, oh yeah, he studied because he knew he'd be in France and he's a, he does his job well, but I was just, I don't know, under, under, underselling him really. But he, he's been great. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Like I, I like sometimes just forget that like people 
don't like Jesse. Like I like, and sometimes like, I don't like forget about Chris Harrison, but it's just a different vibe and I'm here for it. I can't, I do not understand human beings who have a strong opinion about Chris Harrison. (laughs) I don't, I think it's one of those things where frankly, it's a stand in for like culture war shit. Like it's just people who want to have opinions about it because of what it represents. But like, he was so such a non-factor if you actually like broke it down. We did used to break it down. We used to cut, we used to count the number of seconds he was on each show. And it's true with Jesse too. Like I, yeah, it's a light touch. Yeah. My affection for Jesse is almost like, in spite of the fact that he's barely on the show. He's barely so. on it. To be the host of The Bachelor is not a labor-intensive job. No. So anyone who was angry about it is just ridiculous to me. And it's amazing that he was able to more or less continue doing covering college football while also being the host of The yeah. Bachelor, honestly. But <laughs> Callie, it's revealing. Callie was also telling me about Maya Jama's schedule and how she's like constantly flying places. She goes back and forth to from London she's, to South Africa. Like that's just not car. That's not environmentally friendly. But wow, it's a lot of travel. I, mean, I hope she's getting points, Miles. I never see her because I don't watch. Do you watch After Sun? I, I only watched the most recent one because spoiler alert. Only it's only a spoiler like for you because you're not completely caught up. But Ron's parents are on it, and Ooh. I want I want to understand Ron a little bit more. Where do you stand on Ron? I I admitted to Callie that um, I actually still like him. I mean. He okay, so the thing it's it's very hard to have opinions about like Love Island when you're behind because your opinions on Islanders can change on every time. So like I'm oh, always absolutely. yeah. So like when I have friends who are ahead or behind me, sometimes I'll be like, "Fuck this guy," and they'll be like, "Oh, you know, like it." Literally, you just <laughs> your things change very quickly. Like Ron at the jump was my favorite, and. And then I think the way I described him to you was like, he's like a problematic fave now is how mm-hmm. I would describe him. Like clearly as, so the point of the season where I'm at now, they've gotten back together and they got back to there. It was like really gross. And I thought really like rude. And sh- the way she handled it was like very frankly, loser behavior, honestly. It, it With was the Casey weird. Thing. She, yeah. She picked Casey and they recoupling to like, and like stick it to Ron. And immediately yeah. regretted it. She, everyone was sad, particularly her. And then literally 24 hours later, she, she goes with, with Ron. And she was like, well, you know, you did your thing and now I did my thing. And it's like, yeah, but you involved another person in it, like shittily, but whatever. Anyways, he is like what the season of The Bachelor is missing, which is someone who's just electric television. That's yeah. how I feel about Ron. Like he is, he lies, he manipulates, but he's charming, he's funny, he's divisive. Like he is all of the things. So <laughs> do I like Ron? I don't think he's a good guy, but I am very glad he's on the show because he's a really good reality television character. I just like, I just wish that I had the strength to feel that way. I'm like, I like Ron, even, even though everything you said is true, including the lying and the manipulating, but like, there's just something about me that's He's broken. charismatic. No, he's so charismatic. He, he is. He is so clearly also like the guy that like, we would go for if we were in there. Like he's clearly smart, you know, he's, he's clearly charming and probably, I think he's also one of those guys where you can tell he probably is more handsome in real life than on TV. I also think the eyes, his eyes are like pretty entrancing and the glass eye or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And also he, uh, wears all of the sneakers like really well. Like he, (laughs) uh, I think like 
some of the dudes look really like try hard when they're wearing the Jordans or whatever, but like he just looks so good in in both the the Jordan lows and the the New Balances. Like I just think he looks so good in the New Balances. I can't get over it. It's cool. It's Love Island has had like some pretty like so Tasha was in the previous situation was deaf and I think oh, yeah. revealed in the first episode. And she, no, Ron, obviously. I watched part blind of that season. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like pretty cool that like, he's like, <laughs> like a player. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's a kind of different form of like representation. I don't know. I no, don't know if it, I'm it def- wording that right. It definitely right, is but, yeah. true. It's definitely true. I mean, there's just something really different about, about it. I mean, I just feel like I'm such like, it's like, I've just like woken up from amnesia. Like, yes, everyone loves Love Island and they have for several years. It's just like with such a huge commitment. But now I'm here and I'm just obsessed. It's so many episodes. It's daunting. It really so for is. Me, I only run. So I hate running, but I only let myself watch Love Island when I run. So I run almost every day. <laughs> wow. It's my sole motivation to exercise. Wow. Is Love a Island. Long run too. 45 minutes. Oh, I don't, no, no. I, I do 25 minutes oh. and then I stop. But then I'm so like, I got to get to the end of this episode and see the eliminate the recoupling. So it is, it is very motivating and there's so many episodes. So, oh my God, it's, it's completely crazy. Also, I, I've discussed this ad nauseum, but I just also love the friendships. That's the thing about Ron is yeah, he's clearly like, he's not as good at friendship as everyone else is. Like, I feel like that's where he's really lacking except with Tanya. Yeah, who's that, in love that's with him. also, yeah, right. That's also very unusual, Juliet, which is the, very early on in this season, Shaq and Will clearly turned on Ron and were like, you're cheating this woman like shit. That never happens on Love Island. So usually <laughs> the same gender bros and girls are like super loyal to, to the point where it's actually kind of upsetting because there'll be like a girl who's acting really shitty and none of the girls will like, to, to mm. a man, right? And none of the girls will, they'll be like, they're, they're all it, very girl. loyal, especially the OGs. Like they all stick together and they the yeah. OG girls and OG boys. So for two guys to come out at the jump in this season was really unusual. I fucking love Will. I loved Will from the moment I saw him on television. From the moment I knew he was a sheep farmer who did like weird, weird videos. I mean, I, I looked him up like right away, which I guess I shouldn't have done, but didn't spoil anything. And I was like, wow, I love this man. And I still love that man. He is so funny. Playa. I just, I love him. He's so, it's, it was like, he's also so socially brilliant. Like if you watch him, he's, always diffusing tension. The the So I just watched the heart racing challenge. Mm. The way in which when they reveal who got the hearts racing, he's like just making jokes to quickly diffuse the tension. Like, you know, Jesse, it's another guy. I forget it was maybe he's like, well, we're not going to be friends anymore. Like he just yeah. is like throwing out jokes and making everyone laugh. Yeah, he's like probably the most charismatic person to ever be, which is, Fascinating because I was so worried. There's been there's a Love Island has a history of these like the nice guys who like never get yeah. women. There's a couple of famous ones, and I was so worried he would be that guy, and then he just wasn't. And love love him. It was, and I wasn't. I was so nervous. I was like, is Jesse faking it? I'm so nervous. But then like, she had sex with him immediately in the hideaway, and I was like, <laughs> oh fuck, all right, I guess this is for real. I, I mean, he. They, they, he's going to go wire to wire is, as long as that relationship stays together. Like, no oh, question. Absolutely. He, he also like really owns who he is in a really like yeah. kind of like I'm a showman, baby. He's a showman. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a showman. And he just is so funny. Also, I, I like how he's just kind of like 
in more recent episodes. I don't know why I'm so focused on everyone's shoes, but I just am. But he's really <laughs> taken to the Boston, the Birkenstock clogs. And I yeah. just think it's, it really reminds me of like, just a guy like just chilling, having a good time. Who's just like feeling really good about himself. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go for comfort and maybe a little style. He just seems like the guy in college who everybody loves. Yeah. And everyone, like girls love him. Uncontroversial. Yeah. yeah, It's funny, nice. He's emotionally intelligent. He, like, I love that he called out Ron too. Like he's, he's just the best man. He, so there's usually like a star every season, last season, famously Ek and Sue. When you watch it, you immediately see why. (laughs) But a very different kind of star. Dramatic, you know, intense, funny, but... He to me is just so clearly like the breakout star this year. I always, I always think about not not always, but often when I'm like assessing strangers or like acquaintances, like if I'd want to spend time with them, I'm always like, would I be okay being stuck in an elevator with this person? And Will is like a resounding yes. I'm like, let's get stuck in an elevator and just hang out for a while. It'll be really fun. We probably would make a lot of TikTok videos. <laughs> Who's the islander who you wouldn't want to be stuck in? And ele- oh, I know the answer to this already. It's Olivia. <laughs> Oh my God, it's definitely Olivia, yeah. But I don't like Olivia and I also don't like Casey. I know that's another unpopular opinion, but I just find Ooh. Casey, Casey at the, heart, be- at the heart race challenge, heart, whatever. Yeah, really, it was tough, tough watch. Was, it was uh, not attractive. And I just think he's like a little bit too angry about like the Ron and Lana stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you've are you been here like five minutes, so it's okay. Oh, you sound like Lana. I, I, <laughs> I don't have strong feelings about Casey, but Olivia is one that I initially liked and then... Her voice turned on. Insane. I also, also just like feel like she's kind of manipulative in a way that bothers me. She's super manipulative and also like obsessed with Tom. It's like yeah, she makes clearly. It, she's tr- clearly yeah. she wants every she th- she's like all roads lead back to like me and Tom still having something. But it's like no, you um, just are into him and he's not into you. Deal with it. It's unfinished business, darling. So she talks. She's she's the worst. She is the absolute worst. By the way, I I do have to say one more Love Island thing. Yeah. Before we finish. It's a big week. Tommy Fury. I know. Took down Jake Paul. I know. I just need you to know if you'd seen season five, that would have hit so differently. (laughs) Callie was really excited too. I know. I'm going to watch. And also he's a new father. I'm really happy for him. Seems like things are going well one in his the, life. One of the, the great love stories, truly an influencer and a boxer. No one, no one believed in them. I didn't believe in them at first. By the way, I feel like Love Island <laughs> is like keeping boxing going as a sport. Like so many of these, there's like so much yeah. boxing, like ring, ring girls. And, yeah. I, I was like, I had to look up ring girls. Like, what is that? But, um, mm-hmm. and then I felt like I was in an episode of Peaky Blinders or something because there's also <laughs> boxing and Peaky Blinders. But I guess boxing is just really popular in England and I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> well, if you want more of Mina Kimes, just turn on ESPN. She's there like all the time on NFL Live and on her podcast, The Mina Kimes Show with Lenny. Mina, thank you again. It was great to chat with you. Mm-hmm. Keep texting me your thoughts. Thank you to my producer, Jade Whaley. And Kelly and I will be back on Monday night. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
they've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 